Hey guys, it's Chris. I just wanted to add a quick note at the top of the episode. The following chat contains topics that might be sensitive to some viewers. I want to issue a content warning for discussions of animal harm and abortion. If for some reason listening to us talk about these topics would cause you harm, please feel free to not listen to the episode, check out another one, or just practice some self-care. You are the most important thing to us, and we want to make sure that you're doing okay. All right? So take care, and we'll catch you in the next one. Welcome to Only Lovers Book Club, where I get together with my best witches, and we read romance, and then we talk about it. And this month, we read Magic Lessons <laughs> by Alice Hoffman. Yes, I may have forgotten the title. I needed to look at the title. We read this book because Tashai won it for us um, in a, an Instagram giveaway. And so we all got a sweet, sick copy and yeah, this is this is our October read, and it's just fitting because it's like witches, magic. Uh, before we get into it, just a couple of things. You can find the link to our tip jar in the description box. Um, you can find the link to our important the important things going on in our lives. Drea's book links, Tashai's website, my zine, and Instagram, and our Only Lovers Book Club Instagram. Go over there and check out our cool aesthetic pictures. Um, and um, you can also follow us on Goodreads. And if you like are down to clown, I have a super not annoying newsletter because I forget to do it. So join us. I'm just saying. Nothing to lose here. If you're on YouTube, we're all rocking a spoopy look. For I'll go first because, okay. you know, I'm wearing my super cool Halloween haunted house knit sweater. I mean, so detailed. Spooky gay pumpkin. I love it. Like, there's so many tiny little stories happening oh, on that sweater in one seat. Which on my shoulder. <laughs> That's faith. Don't we all? That's faith. Living <laughs> her best life. Drea is. I'm. 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 Have this is the look I would have if I was sitting at home by my fire at 11, waiting for people to come to me for the remedies. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like my my cozy outfit. We got a little bit of hot cider. Hot cider. These beautiful um rose earrings. Also, Sailor Jupiter cosplay. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. I went to Walgreens to get allergy medication and then walked by the Halloween section and they had this little, it's like a little bejeweled comb thing that has a black veil attached. And I was like, oh my God, this is perfect for when my loved ones go missing and I wear black <laughs> and a veil in mourning until fate and not my fucking magic and or detective skills Healthy. <laughs> them again. So that's what we're wearing. That's what we're bringing, like the theme of the party. And so, yeah, let's get into it. I'm going to read the back of the book to kind of like put you in the right mindset. Spoilers. We're going to spoil the shit out of the book. So sit back, grab a cider, hang out, and listen to us talk about magic lessons. This is from best-selling author Alice Hoffman. 
she is i read i know of her because of practical magic right um yes the quintessential chick flick with nicole kidman and sandra bullock um which was also a book so that's how i discovered her my favorite book of hers is actually one with like it's called the foretelling it's like a young adult book about amazons um i read that oh. yeah um so anyway i that's how i know her i have those actually the second book in, in the series, right? This is the first one. And then the second mm -hmm. one is The Rules of Magic, which I also buy. All, all, all my stuff I buy, just buy it on Instagram auctions. That's it. And then after that comes Practical Magic. So she like kind of like worked her way backwards. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw in an interview she did recently that she never planned to write Rules of Magic or Magic Lessons. <laughs> but like her audience kept asking for more information on like the backstory of the family. And so she was like, uh, okay, I, uh, let me figure this out, <laughs> which is hard because if you didn't already have it planned out, it's like you can see that there's some some changes in like characters and stuff because she did end up kind of having to backfill this history. Yeah, hopefully she'll just stop. Um, let's read the. Falta respeto. But this is this is why it's good though because you both went into it already like having read her before and like this mm -hmm. is my very first book of her so I went in completely with a clean slate so probably the things that annoyed you guys didn't annoy me at all because I have nothing to compare it to I've never read Practical Magic mm -hmm. you know what I mean so I've only seen gotcha. them like once so it's not even that you know <gasps> <laughs> So the reason I like the reason I love Practical Magic is because at one point um, we moved and then moved again and we only had like very few things in our house and our we lost the remote to the television we had and the the remote for the control for the PlayStation wasn't working either. We only had a couple of DVDs, but we could only watch the ones that played automatically, like the ones <laughs> that just start with the movie. And that one of them was Practical Magic, and that's why we <laughs> have like we have. No watch that movie all the time so um i read this book a long, like i read practical magic a long time ago um so i don't really like i don't remember a lot of it i i did enjoy this but i have some topics that i'd like to discuss <clears throat> so it goes good where does the story of the owens bloodline begin with maria owens in the 1600s when she's abandoned in a snowy field in rural england as a baby under the care of Hannah Owens, Maria learns about the nameless art. Hannah recognizes that Maria has a gift and she teaches the girl all she knows. It is here that she learns her first important lesson. Always love someone who will love you back. When Maria is betrayed by the man who has declared his love for her, she follows him to Salem, Massachusetts. Here she invokes the curse that will haunt her family. And it is here that she learns the rules of magic and the lessons she will carry with her for the rest of her life. Love is the only thing that matters. Magic Lessons is a celebration of life and love and a show, showcase, showcase of Alice Hoffman's masterful storytelling. I mean, I read that. Well, I feel like I read that, but I would change a celebration of life and love to a mourning of life and love. Because I felt like this this book was very just like sad thing one, sad thing two, sad thing three, just like in an endless, you know, and I don't mind. I love sad things. It was like sad thing, sad thing, 
oh, good things on the horizon. Oh, person makes a dumb decision. <laughs> Terrible thing happens. I guess we can go around our overall impressions. Drea, you read the book first. You got the sure. gold, so you go first. Oh, darn. Yeah. Um, like I said, I went into it not really knowing what to expect at all because I've never read Alice Hoffman. And like I said, I only watched Practical Magic like once. So I, I didn't really know what I was getting into. Um, I enjoyed it uh, because I enjoy sad books. <laughs> um, so overall, I enjoyed it. I really liked um, all the like mentions of the natural herbs and natural remedies and stuff like that. I felt like it, it balanced a lot of like, like what you would consider like traditional magic. Like, okay, you, you legit cast a spell on someone with stuff like, hey, these herbs are good for like headaches and cramps and stuff like that. So I really like that. I like the blend of kind of the, the plant magic and the more supernatural magic. I love the familiars cause I'm all about, you know, animal companions. companions um so yeah i mean i i really enjoyed it um i thought it was really sad i didn't love all of the characters honestly i yeah i wouldn't say that i truly loved any of the characters at all like it was a sad book but i didn't cry at any point if that makes sense i feel like if i had loved the characters more i would have maybe been more like <laughs> Por qué te pasó esto? um and i wasn't it was more just like Man, your life sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I um I didn't read it super quickly because it's actually a really long book. <laughs> like it took me, I think, and it's I think you had the same thing. It like kind of took you longer. I'd like pick it up and stuff. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't know, I don't know that I enjoyed it enough to keep going. And this is a, that's just like a me thing. Like I very rarely continue reading series. Like I have to really, really love them. So I don't think like that's it for me, but I did enjoy the story. Um, I didn't realize there would be so much like romantic love in this. Like I thought, okay, we're reading this because we won it in the giveaway. Um, but there was more romance in it than I thought. So that was, that was surprising to me. Um, I won't say that I was shipping the romances super hard, <laughs> but <laughs> they were there and um and they were very romantic things. I mean, I'm sorry if someone traveled on a ship halfway across the world to bring me a living tree, I would marry them on the spot. I'd be like, this is the most romantic thing. Like he brought you roses? Fuck that. He brought me a living tree from like five countries away on the ocean. He like could have gotten like scurvy to bring me this tree. So I I really enjoyed stuff like that. So now, I mean, I think I gave it, I think let's say it was probably like a 3.7 and I rounded it up to four. So. Um, so I can go next if that's cool. So I also enjoyed the book. Um, I didn't find it very long, but I did find that it took me a while to get through. Um, it felt long. Yeah, it definitely felt long. And I don't know, I was really hype about reading it, but ultimately I found this book to be like really boring. I was bored a lot of the time. I felt like this, That's. I guess that's also when you had mentioned Tosh that like, oh, she never planned on writing this book. And I'm like, I can tell there's no plan here. <laughs> it's just like, I didn't, so sometimes, and I have read prequels before that have like really amped up the drama. 
to the point where I, even though I know how it's going to end, even though, you know, I, I have an idea of like what the end point will be, I, I'm still stressed. I'm like, what's like this in between is a complete mystery. And I felt like I didn't have anything to look forward to. Is, does that make sense? I felt like um, there wasn't like this big moment, this big climax of of action. You know, it just, it, you're right, it did kind of ebb it's, and flow. It's definitely more of a character book than a plot book. Yeah, uh, I have read other like family, like witchy family sagas before. Like I read The Witching Hour by Anne Rice and that spans like generation after generation. And it was just incredibly engrossing. Like I wanted to know every single detail about every single one of those characters. It was just really great. Um, whereas with this one, I, I just felt myself like going through the pages, and it's it's kind of like a breezy read in a sense too. Like it was a hard, it was felt long, but when I was reading it, I felt like not much was happening on the page, and I felt really detached from the characters. I felt like I I knew Maria, but I didn't like really know her. Um, and I really felt that at the end, Dark Faith is when like the, <laughs> the book got pretty good. Like the stakes were raised. Um, there were certain things that I did not enjoy, um, that like the canon changing, um, especially with Maria's hanging. I felt like I really, I mean, I'm going to just go by the movie scene. And I really enjoyed that scene in the movie where she jumps off of the, she's jumps off or whatever, someone kicks her off. She falls and the rope snaps. And then she just kind of sits there and everyone is like, oh! everyone's like, ah, oh, so horrified. And she like looks up and has a smirk on her face like, hey, 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 you know? And I liked thinking that she did that. Well, psych, turns out her boyfriend did that. And I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, Brr. And also another thing that I felt was like, okay, I get it. It was so many recipes and so many lists and so many, so many lessons, you know, like always remember that love is the most, in, but also love is the most, in, but then also love is the most, in, and then also love is the most, and I was just like, okay, like I got it, like, like um, a classic like show don't tell type situation. I, I wanted to enjoy it more, um, but that's not to say that I didn't enjoy it. I would have just given it three stars on Goodreads. Um, just because it was all right, I would give this to my mom. I think she would like it. I'm sure white women love this shit, you know? But like, <laughs> you know, just totally safe. There's a little bit of feminism in it. You know, we're not gonna go too deep. We're not gonna like really buck, you know, the, the system. We're gonna say like, women are smart and that's what we have to get rid of them. And then like, leave it at that and have one black person who was a slave in it. That's all we're gonna do. Got it. So. Um, Overall, yes, enjoyed it, but I wanted to enjoy it way more than I actually did. Word. I, I, so when I was getting, when I was like probably three fourths of the way through this, I realized in the back that in the bottom it says, um, uncorrected proof, and then also do not quote for publication without checking against the finished book. So I do wonder if some of this stuff got edited out. Yeah, maybe. Because like, I think that for sure it at least got like the list and stuff probably got organized in, in a more like pleasing way, at least mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, like, like the amount of detailing in some scenes, it's like I appreciate it a lot, but in other parts, it's like I don't need to know all of this. Like, I could go through with a pen if I had my like editorial pen 
in hand, I could cut so much of this um, world building, like historical writing out of it because it's not stuff I'm gonna remember too. By the time we get back to people talking or what action I'm supposed to be following, I'm not gonna remember the last like 10 pages of world building. So I do, I do wonder if like the finalized version had more of this stuff cut out of it because that would 100% boost how much I enjoyed this book. Um, from a plot perspective, it's not a perfect prequel because A, like you said, uh, I live in a world where like she jumped off the hanging post and like broke it, broke the rope with her own like powers and then runs away and, and lives her life um, versus the guy comes in and switches the rope but like couldn't break her out. Like you can switch the rope but you couldn't somehow break her out of there more easily. And also the fact that her daughter gets kidnapped by this like Martha chick and then is gone for five years like I understand this is the 1600s but like Brooklyn isn't that big <laughs> like Manhattan wasn't that settled back then I've seen maps there were settlements in like the lower penis section of Manhattan not all the way up the shaft <laughs> like undeveloped land they would sell it in portions and then eventually, you know, black people bought land and then got kicked out and the park got built. It was this whole thing. Like, like all of this chunk was not developed. People were living over here. How are you going to tell me it's five years later and you don't think to yourself, maybe I should check Manhattan. Like, you're in Brooklyn. You're not sensing her anywhere. There's a river. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a boat you can take to cross the river. Just take the ferry and like, let's see what you might, what you find. Anyway, I agree with Andrea. I didn't really love any character. Um, I wish I had gotten to see more of Hannah cause she was like nature witch who didn't fuck with other people, helped people, took in a baby, stayed out of people's way. And then what did she get for it? And then what does she get for it? She gets fucking like nailed to her house and burned alive. Oh my God. I'm like, Hannah didn't bother anybody. She didn't, like, fuck with anybody. She yeah, stayed there. Yeah, but to Such a dicks. Like, that, uh, that, that was, like, insane. Uh, that uh, uh, irritated me. I had such hopes for Maria as a character, and I wanted there to make more sense as to, like, why she would cast this kind of curse on her family of, like, anyone who loves us, terrible things will happen to them. And then for it to be that she fell in vagina love with this random dude in Curacao, and oh, they yeah, man, he's a square. What's for six days? Like, talk about falling for the goddamn Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> of sixteen hundreds puritanical <laughs> women hating. All these things kept happening where I was like, why are you not smarter than this? Like, you're hooking up with this dude and you're like, I'm gonna love him. You know so much about like herb and plant magic and you can't make yourself a drink so you won't get pregnant. Literally, at one point in this book, it's like, blah, 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 to avoid a pregnancy. Or the abortion tea. Drink the abortion tea. Like, it's not that complicated. But she's like, well, 
I'm pregnant. I guess I'm going to sail to Salem to find this man who never wrote to me and disappeared because obviously he loves me and like we're going to be in a family relationship together. Like, girl, he goes. But then you have the other guy who's literally bringing you trees from across the world (laughs) for nothing in return. And you're like, um, Sorry, no, I already vowed. Yeah, <laughs> I already vowed myself to another man who you haven't seen, who hasn't bothered talking to you, who knocked you up and left, and okay. now you here is one of the like most well-known like witch killers in yeah. fucking Salem. When I read that it was Athorn. I almost threw this book away. I was like, "You're not gonna do this to me, Miss Hoffman. You're not about to do this to me," and you know. It was stupid. And then she did. And then she did. Like, I hated I hated that whole love situation. I hated how they they chose like like eventually I got to a point where I was like no one would choose to keep like punishing themselves this way. Like, I don't understand. Like, you're not getting anything out of this. It doesn't make any sense. And then, instead of, like, leaving with her kid, she's like, well, you tell a witch to leave. She's going to do the opposite. Guess what? I'm going to buy a house here, and I'm going to see you every day. And my daughter's (laughs) going to see you every day. And we're never going to leave, even though you keep hunting witches down. But I'm also not going to lay low, and I'm going to flout your Puritan rules and keep handing out magic spells. Because, like, what's the worst that can happen? Oh my God, she's gonna be hung. That's crazy. I'm so surprised. Yeah, it was. I'm, I was surprised. I was surprised that the hanging was happening so quickly. And the it happened really early on, and that's how I knew that the rest of the book was gonna be a little flat for me because that's like the like that's the pivotal scene, right? Even even with the drama of like Catherine being like her first love and her baby daddy, I still felt like that whole thing was so lukewarm and like pointless. You know, I still felt like that did nothing for me. You know, what you're saying, how the way you're describing it sounds way more intense and dramatic than me just reading about it, like flipping the page and being like, hmm, girl. See? And then, and then it's, it was just like there were so many nuggets of stuff being very interesting, like, like the interaction with Hawthorne, her relationship with the sailor, her daughter um, being kidnapped. And being kept away from her for so long, and like her man- magic I development. Wanted, I wanted more chapters of faith in her, like Martha prison. See, well, yeah, like when she was kidnapped and she was like sneaking out to like do spells in the backyard, and she had her like cuffs. I was like, give me more of this. Yeah, I, I will say that faith. Like I said, faith and faith trauma. Like I felt like that was an appropriate reaction to something terrible happening to you. And I felt like that was the only like good character in that book. Um, Maria has all this dumb shit happen to her and she doesn't react in any way, shape or form that, you know, like that she has any any sense. (laughs) She's just like, Ooh, I know all of these things, but yeah, I'm going to act stupid with these really specific things, you know? Cause like, it's a hard for, it's hard for a witch to see her own destiny. Come on. So when Faith is like, doesn't turn out to be like a, you know, doesn't go right back to normal and then goes like dark side, you know? I was like, okay, I feel like this is like a yeah. good progression for someone. And, and no. the thing, I, I like Samuel, but I hated their on and off shit too. I was like over it. They were both like, it was like the typical, typical pero no, no, novela. Pero, pero 
in this case, at least, it was 100 one-sided, 100% one-sided drama because he would have settled down with her and been like happy forever. Like she was the one who kept being like, si pero no, si pero mita, si pero un cuarto. Yeah, no, and, not at all. And then he kept, okay, maybe no, just kidding. Yeah, he kept <laughs> coming back. He kept coming back for that punishment too, because after a while, right? I mean, I would have just, I would have just left. Or, yeah, or it just depends on your personality. But wait it out, Andrea. One hundred percent would have kept bringing her trees and hoping. Well, because the conversation is there. He knows about the curse, and she he knows that she is pushing him away because of the curse. And yeah. still, he acts all butthurt when she pushes him away. He's like, "Why are you pushing me away? Is it because of the curse?" That's what I was annoyed about, though, because they kept saying like. Oh, it's because of the curse. Because if I love you or whatever, but like they clearly already do. So like it. even if even if they had not been together, like according to the curse, he would like die anyways, a horrible death because they both loved each other. So that was my thing. It's like, well, but if he's gonna die anyways, I might as well enjoy him before he dies. Mm -hmm. Like. It, so you haven't read rules didn't yeah. always apply to every single situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the rules were not consistent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if you're gonna have rules, the rules need to apply to everybody. That's just that's just the fucking most basic thing you can ask for. I'm gonna give. I haven't rated it yet because I want to write a review for it. Um, I'm gonna give it four stars because I'm very invested in this in this universe mm -hmm. and. If I could give it like 3.8, I would do that. But rate it on story graph. I'll copy paste the uh, review and then just change the the numbers. But um, but even what you're saying right now, if you if you do decide to read another one of these books, Andrea, mm -hmm. Rules of Magic is so much better because it does so much more for its characters you get a lot more development for each character the characters don't make nearly as many stupid ass decisions like they they kind of live their lives and then something bad happens and they you know mourn what happened and try to figure out how to work themselves through it and rebuild themselves from it they're like bueno this curse exists but if we just don't ever say that we love each other, if we don't ever like put this bow on it, can we get away with living a life where we both know we love each other and and it'll be okay? And there's like ways that they try to work around the and I do remember that from the movie, from Practical Magic. I remember there being that little intro where it was, mi, mi super bis, mi bisa, 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 abuela, trató de hacer esto y se murió. Y después mi bisabuela hizo esto y lo atropellaron. Y después mi bisabuela y se cayó en un chaco. Like, I, I remember, you know what I mean? I remember uh -huh. the intro where, like, everyone's just dying one after the other. I know, what that, an intro. That's why I was like, what what the heck is this? It's like, okay, con CPR, we know the curse. Like, <laughs> Yeah. That's, okay. <laughs> this is gonna be my last. This is gonna be my last like rant. <laughs> with all these recipes, <laughs> with all these recipes, don't tell me you don't know how to make a. I'm gonna stop your heart for like 15 seconds tea, and then I'm gonna pour this other. I'm gonna make you live again tea to get your heart starting again. Resuscitate. Yeah. <laughs> Resuscitate. Yeah. Matame tea. Oh, Mata, no, Matame tea. Even better. Resucite. 
<laughs> Excellent work. Excellent work. We hangout is over. We're done here. We're done. Bye. Skip production go. Like the amount of times, like I would turn to Ivan would be reading his like Camus book next to me. And I'd be like, <laughs> and I'm like making chicken sounds and I'm interrupting his book just to be like, this woman is so stupid. I don't understand. Like, I'm so upset that this like woman of high regard in all these other books. It turns out she's just like a moron in so many ways for so long. Yeah. Okay, I'm done with that. Anyway, I I still I think that the whole that we're talking about the intro to the to the movie those those few scenes in the beginning of the movie were all I needed to know about Maria Owens. It's literally <laughs> all, I needed to see her getting hung and given a smirk when she escaped. I needed to see her crying hysterically into the wind, like <laughs> with her giant pregnant belly, and then. That's it. That's all that happens. And then at the end of the movie, her wind blowing in the hair and being like, oh, the, the curse is lifted. She would have never made that face because the curse didn't really affect her because she brought her boyfriend back from the dead with CPR. So... Yeah. Like, that should have been an asterisk. Something terrible will happen to anyone who loves us. Asterisk. Except Maria. Life hack. Resucite. Yeah. And I, I kind of wish... I mean, I think that... I think that maybe the book would have, would have, I think that, I mean, I'm like, Miles Hoffman can write great books. Like, don't get me wrong. I just didn't like this one. But I think that this book would have been great, a great moment to rehash what happens in Practical Magic. Kind of like history repeating itself in a different way. Because mm -hmm. the girls bring their boyfriend, uh, the girls bring Jillian's boyfriend back to life, but they do it with a spell and it is like, you know, like shit goes off the wall. Wouldn't that have been like a great lesson, lesson to learn? right to like not bring your boyfriend back from the dead and like it somehow just didn't get passed down in time you know what i mean like and then her bring and you know it's like a he's like a scary demon thing and then hathorn is being a pain in the ass and like there's definitely potential for for that conflict to be like more intertwined but it just yeah close problem okay we're done problem okay we're moving on problem we're moving on no no theme at all because even even when they mentioned it in the book where it's like you shouldn't bring back someone because what you bring back will be dark. It'll be evil. Where was that lesson learned? Like who learned that? Who found that out? And then was like, okay, um, guys, <laughs> don't bring back any boyfriends, <laughs> family yeah. members. Yeah. Something I <laughs> with the love potions too. Like the tenth potion is supposed to be like la intensa, but it like ends up working out great for Finley and Catherine. Yeah. I'm like, they're like, don't <laughs> use it; it'll upset people. Will become obsessed, and they won't be able. And it'll be like, uh, and the opposite of love is hate. And uh, and then Catherine's oh. like, oh wow, he's like old, but like mm, he was cute when he was young, and like I'm lonely. Okay, no, no consequences. No consequences. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right. Um, so I guess that already answers because I'd written down some questions. I said like, did this feel like it could be a? Thing? All right. So one of the one of the questions was like, if you've read any of the other books, does this feel like it could be a standalone story? And I don't think, I don't think, if this existed outside of a world where Practical Magic as a book and movie existed, I don't think it would work as well because all the time that is wasted with this like world building could have been used for like 
making a stronger story. Yeah, well, I think that this book is actually a pretty good entry point for someone who doesn't have experience with the with the books, right? Because it can only get better after this. You can just we're just going up and up and up, you know. There's and it does because Rules of Magic is so yeah. good. Like I cried, okay? Like I cried. I gave it five stars. Oh, I read it so fast. You know what this book was missing too? It was missing sisters. It definitely was missing that like that component of sisterhood. That's like it's key, right? And so I was waiting for her to have like Samuel's baby. I guess she was having the contraception tea after a while. She um, learned her lesson. Just sure shit she did. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like having those like that sister element. That's like that was that was missing too. I was waiting for her to get pregnant again somehow. I was waiting for her sister arrives uh, and to claim her Rebecca's long lost, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. That didn't happen. And I was like, oh, okay. So like I said, if this is the first book that you're reading from the series, I mean, cool. It's perfectly enjoyable. And if you continue reading it, quality. Oh, I just thought up. of another one. Preñate! <laughs> but then when you don't when you don't want the baby cagate for I'm serious, guys. You so much, so much to pay me for this. I'm hot. <laughs> yeah. We got that thick ass sweater on. Okay, so I also had a question saying, because there's this big legacy surrounding Maria, like how did we feel about her compared to the other books and in the movie? But I think again, we all are kind of like, it's like it, I, I turned to Ivan at some point when she did another dumb thing and I was like, reading this book is like that episode of Community where um, Donald Glover's just like, you should never meet your heroes. <laughs> It can only disappoint you. Like, you should never meet your heroes because it's only ever going to disappoint you. And he, like, meets the person he likes. like, no! So this was my, like, oh, you should never meet your heroes. Great. She was, like, una morona. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So, uh, okay. This book has magic lessons, but it also has love lessons. Uh, what are some key love lessons that you think this book actually ended up teaching you at the end of the day? Did you did you get any worthwhile lessons from this book? Other than don't fuck a Hawthorne. All the animal companions get murdered. And that made me <laughs> sad. Like every single one. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, they don't even they don't die of a natural death. No, They're all just like matan. So if you are an animal, stay away from the Owens family. Damn, when Keeper left Faith. I was like, damn. Pero después volvió. Yeah, y por imbécil, y por eso murió. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he should have pulled a dire wolf and just like stayed away until the witch huntings were done. And really, if you think about it, Hannah's cat died because of the Owens family too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So literally every, every animal in this story. Yes. Man or beast. <laughs> do not... Follow an Owens. Mm -hmm. I do Okay. All right. So, wait. To answer your question, I, I guess in like a really general way, like love makes fools of us all. Even, you know, like the, 
matriarch of that we all look up to even even she fell to the follies of love vagina love lust libido whatever what have you um so i think that you know maybe no matter how smart you think you are you know when your emotions get in the way um there's literally nothing that can save you from making a complete and utter ass of yourself um whether it's for good or bad you know sometimes that happens and it's cute and then you just you know you get married and that's just your story um sometimes it's you know that you you fuck this guy and he ended up like leading the witch trials and so you know that's just how it is <laughs> okay and that kind of brings me to another thing where i feel like in the other books and i'm sorry to have to compare but i can't help but i can't help but compare because it's it's I know she can do it. So it's one of those things where some of the things, right? The whole thing, the whole issue with practical magic is that, right? It can be kind of passed off as coincidence, happenstance. These things just happen. It's just tragic. And perhaps it's just magical realism as opposed to actual supernatural events occurring. But, you know, um, there's, there is, if if she if there was like a fine brush right in those other the last two books this first like this point one practical magic is like with a huge brush it is magic there is no doubt about it there is no subtlety here it's all magic is she a witch or did she learn not to eat that one berry oh no <laughs> it's like when she when she went to to cure that little girl and she literally did not do a single thing of magic. She was like, mira, tienes cebolla, dale mucho fluids, and then fluids. she'll get better. Chicken broth. <laughs> you know I mean? And they're like, oh, witch. And then the doctor's like, can't believe. Yo, what, what the? The doctor's like, hey. And she's like, have some of this tea that will make you stop loving me. <laughs> I loved, I loved that. I did love that. Because he's like, you mean the leeches and the and the yes, other dead no. people didn't cure this girl <gasps> yo mad too because if she was truly 100 percent all in about i need samuel to leave forever and we need to be apart so that he won't die why didn't she make him that freaking tea why don't she give him the tea so that he would just not love her anymore love makes fools of <laughs> us all <laughs> Well, Tasha, what lesson did you learn from from the book? Did you learn anything you had asked us? But did you take? Did you have any like grand takeaways? Some things just not worth it, you know. Maybe don't cross the ocean to find your baby daddy. Maybe stay where they're not hunting you. Yeah, stay on a beautiful island. You think Let's I would have gotten to Massachusetts and been like, okay, what? It's cold here. Yeah. You turn. Let's go back. They were describing it. They're like, no one knows what a blue sky looks like. I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Nope. Like Never mind. He swam holding onto a dolphin. Here, women can't make eye contact. You know what? <laughs> I know where I want to live. But honestly, that was another thing, though. They made it seem so rigid in all of its rules for women. But then I'm like, how did she not get hanged sooner? Because this lady was walking around in her red boots, her hair all over the place, doing with her wanted. blue ass skirt. You know what I mean? Like they made it sound like it was like, no one dared cross the lines, but then she was doing this for like years. You wanna know why? Because in the, I'm a, sorry, I'm gonna go back to the movie. In the movie, she was fucking all those guys and they protected her. 
They didn't like, they weren't after like trying to kill her. The reason why she was hung was because the wives were mad. And even at the hanging, they were like, honey, oh, oh my goodness, best I ever had. You know what I mean? They oh, were, so, I didn't know that. So, in the, and in the first part of the, yeah. the first yeah. part, you know, they're talking about it and like Maria sounded like a big old slut. You know what I mean? And they're blowing kisses at her as she's like gonna, you know, as she's gonna get. She hanged. did, but she didn't seem like that in this book. No, she. So she's not, and that's, okay, she was. She was all. She was being celibate for Samuel, who like. I mean, that's what I took it as. Is like she was like faithful to like him forever, because she would keep thinking about like, hi, I wonder what he's doing. Oh, here's this like beat up doll that I'm gonna carry for like thirty years, even though like this man means nothing to me. Mm -hmm. So yes, I believe that she probably it makes more sense that way because if she's having sex with all the yeah all the men in the town and they're like you know yeah. and it's the wives that get her in trouble not the dudes yeah a superior story yeah because here the only one that she's helped like she's helping the wives with her like little potions mm -hmm. but she's not doing anything for the husbands and you would think they'd be the ones to report this woman who's like not falling in line yeah you know? or interfering with yeah. like sending men away or yeah yeah so yeah, I was surprised it took so long. Like I was surprised it took Martha with her like, oh, I am in love with this child, and like, which was like weird. Who does that? Who sees a kid and it's like, Esa? Well, I guess that's how people adopt kids. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> bueno, those are people who are like actively looking for kids. Yeah, know that these kids need families. This woman goes to the store, sees a mom and kid shopping <laughs> together. She's like. I'm gonna fuck up this woman's life. Yeah. <laughs> Take that kid right out of the carriage. She wears red boots, and this little girl smiled at me. I did believe the way that she kidnapped her, though, because I was almost kidnapped that way. I was, I was with my, um, me and my sister. My brother wasn't born yet. We were with my dad, um, and we were at the mall, and um, this guy like pushed into him and took my dad's um, wallet and my mom's, um, no, my mom wasn't there. It was just like my dad's stuff, like his wallet, his, his shopping bags, whatever he was carrying. And then like took off running, but like kind of slowly. And this lady was like, Mira, like give, I'll hold on to your girls. Like you go after him, you can catch him, like blah, blah, blah. Like, and for like a second, you know what I mean? And then, but, but he like, he was just like, fuck that shit, you know? And then like, just like grabbed us really tight and then like started calling for the cops or whatever. And then later he found out, this was when we lived in Argentina. Later he found out that there was this ring of like, of people who basically were kidnapping kids to sell their organs in the black market. Like they would like murder them and like sell their organs. And and that, that was like their thing. So like if he had given me to that lady, my kidney would have gone one way, my heart followed. No, only lovers, no. God. You have a lot of really intense uh, things. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Did you, did you, because Faith had the, she was a big player in the back end of the book, and she had crazy character development. Did you root for her brand of magic as she was doing her thing and, like, fucking wreaking havoc? I... <laughs> As a vegan, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot root for her brand of magic. <laughs> However, I rooted for her as a person to like reach enlightenment and see what she was doing and like find her arc. Like I rooted for that. 
But little baby birds are like screaming. I'm not saying you're wrong. It just was like as a vegan. I read the part where she's like, I picked up a baby bird and it turned to ash in my hand. I um I as a non-vegan was as a non-vegan, I while I did not approve of animal torture, killing, suffering. It's not like I was rooting for her, but I really got where she was going. Like I felt like she was in really intense pain. And I didn't I don't think that her mom, I don't think that Maria was there for her in the way that she needed her to be. Like she wanted like everything is fine. We're together now. And we don't have to work on anything. Um to and, be fair, she like spell blocked her. Yes. <laughs> um but but yeah, so I yeah. wasn't rooting for her, but I got it. So I wasn't like not rooting for her. Like I kind of wish that she could have done it and just like crush some flowers instead of like birds. <laughs> but at the same time, like I got why she felt like, okay, this is fine. Like I'm in pain and I want other things to feel pain because I want my revenge on like the world. So I didn't approve of it, but I definitely, I got it. And I'm glad that she stopped. <laughs> now she can't do anything. She can't do anything. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? You know what? You know what? What made me mad though is like, I mean, I'm glad she stopped and you know she realized and yada yada. But like, I really wish she would have poisoned that guy. Who? Halfling? Yeah. yeah. It was like if you were gonna, you know, lose your magic, go out with a big bang and like murder the true villain of the, the story. witch finder. Yes, do. <laughs> <laughs> Also, she was living there for like a hot second. It wasn't going to be like she should have poisoned him right out the gate and then left and then go back to like. Yeah, she was I, thought, I thought all a bunch of terrible things. I was like, whoa, is this going to be like in some old boy shit where like she's going to like try to seduce him and then shame him? Oh. You know, I, I just I didn't know where this was going. She I thought she was going to hook up with her like brother. <clears throat> she was going to seduce someone like, you know, like she was definitely going in dark lady. Oh, just saying. I wouldn't have put it past her. So I'm glad that nothing came of it, but just some like chicken bones and a pie, you know? But it was also like a little anticlimactic. She's like, I don't want anything to do with you. But it's almost like cathartic for her. Of course, it wasn't yeah. enough. You know, she kept going dark side, but, but you know, it's part of her journey, which I got. It's confusing. Childhood trauma is confusing, especially when you're kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> And you're forced not to use magic, and then you like you go back home, and everything's like no, there's no like aftercare, you know. Gotcha. And she was basically tortured. Mm -hmm. She was, yeah. There was a lot of like torturing happening that was very mm -hmm. not talked about. Um, but again, that would have been a whole other. That's a story that I would have wanted to read, and like her developing and her magic developing. I thought she just went like a little too far, like like she went a little too out there. I was like, yes, yes. And then she started going deeper into like animal torture. And I was like, no, <laughs> wait, stop, wait, like, no, no. And then, and then her, she like bites the bread and her tooth fall and her tooth breaks. I was like, no, no. Well, Hello, if that's not a sign, you know what I mean? But she's like, she was mad. She was like, fine. fine. <laughs> See, I care. No, I'm like, my limit was the tooth breaking. As soon as the, my tooth breaks, I'd be like, oh, no, oh, no, no. Oh, whoops, whoops. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. Oh, 
¡Diente! Andrea, ya, ya. To grow it back. I can't oh. stop. You, you brought this upon yourselves. Great. You I, I know not what I have wrought. What would be your go-to curse if you guys, if someone like did you wrong and you were like, meh, what would be, what do you think your go-to curse would be? Because lately no, when people have been- No animal would ever love you again. No animal would ever love yeah, you? Yeah, like you wouldn't ever be able to have a pet. Random wildlife would attack you. <laughs> Mosquito <laughs> mosquitoes would follow you everywhere. But I'm thinking, like, like if I think of like all my exes who like genuinely like did very hurtful things, they've all had pets that they adored. So like, how awful would it be if one day the dog that you've had for five years just wakes up fucking hating your guts? That would be a terrible punishment Yikes. that wouldn't actually like hurt anyone. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not like physically hurting him. I'm not physically hurting anybody else. Yeah, Better your dog just doesn't love you anymore. Psychic damage for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, on you constantly. I guess <laughs> I I don't know. I guess I I don't know. It would also be something along the line, not, not that absolutely soul crushing, <laughs> but something that would be like everyday type. I just mean like something that's like, you know, just like a su super annoying. Like you love pizza. Pizza tastes like shit to you now. Can't enjoy it. Sorry. Seria, seria, like really small, annoying things like that too. I think, like, um, like never being able to get the shower at the right temperature. Like, no matter what you do, it's all, always either too hot or too cold, depending on what you didn't want that day. Mm. Or um, anytime, oh. like, yeah, anytime you eat something, it's like missing something, but you can't put mm. your finger on it, so you can't quite enjoy it. Whenever, whenever you drive anywhere, the parking lots are always full. <laughs> That's just, that's just. You're, just, you're just circling, circling endlessly. I have so many good little charcoaly ideas. I mean, I'm hearing them and I'm scared. <laughs> mm -hmm. I but those were the questions I had. That was good. It was good. It was good <laughs> and I didn't again, I didn't like dislike the book. There's just like if I could go in and like zhuzh a couple of things and so um i actually ended up asking for practical magic at the library so that i can have it be like okay i read rules of magic at the beginning of the year or i think end of last year i read magic lessons and i kind of want to just like uh let's talk about our next book so the next book that we're reading this is our november pick that's andrea's pick and it is called heart and hand yeah by I, rebel carter uh, yeah i basically was just like i don't know how i how i found it i was looking at like random lists on goodreads and then i saw that um talia hibbert like raved about this on goodreads and i was like oh, actually at that point I had only read that one novella by hers, but that I really loved with the werewolf. And um, and yeah, she she like seemed to really, really like it. I mean, so much, she's like on the cover of the book. That's her little blurb. Yeah, she blurbed it. Um, so I was like, okay, how am I wear? And um, basically, read, read, yeah, read the back so, we, so we know what it's about. It says, can a mail order bride find love with two husbands? Pause, <laughs> I just wanna say that I have never been more excited about Andrea Pick in my life. Like you picked some good books, but like I'm really excited about this one. <laughs> that premise. Um, 
It doesn't take long for Julie Baptiste to realize that she yearns for more than the non-stop engagements and niceties dictated by New York high society. So she decides to do something bold and answers an advertisement for a mail order bride in Gold Sky, Montana. Would 100% do that. <laughs> eh, hello, I'm, I get to have horses? Bye, New York. Hello. <laughs> Ex-Union soldiers Forrest Wicks and William Barnes have been inseparable since the war. They share everything, including the desire to find a wife, a woman who is willing to marry them both and provide the isolated town with a much-needed teacher. Okay, the book was written about me. When Julie arrives in Montana, the three of them must figure out how to navigate the boundaries of their new lives. Can Forrest and Will come together to provide what Julie needs and protect the heart of the woman who's made her way into theirs? And how will a debutante turned teacher manage frontier life with two husbands? I'm really excited about this book. I think it's really racy. It sounds racy as fuck, but I'm excited to read so the, their I, poly dynamic. Um, yeah, so I will say, like, based on based on like Talia's um review, like they're definitely not. It, it, the reason I'm so interested is because it's not just like a everybody fucks everybody kind of thing. No, I didn't think it's that. like they're just like really best friends who like don't mind being like near each other naked while they both like pleasure her. And it's, <laughs> they're not like gay with each other, but they don't mind if people think they're gay with each other because they're just so comfortable in their friendship. I'm already refreshed. I'm already refreshed. <laughs> it just sounds really, it just sounds really sweet. Um, thanks for sticking it out with us. Um, like I said, if you've made it this far, uh, you can leave us a tip. You can check out our links. Check out our Instagram at Only Lovers Book Club. We will see you next month. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks, Anna. Bye.